0: Chapter thirty six of At the Back of the North Wind. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. At the Back of the North Wind by George MacDonald. Chapter thirty six Diamond Questions North Wind. My readers will not wonder that, after this, I did my very best to gain the friendship of Diamond. Nor did I find this at all difficult the child was so ready to trust upon one subject alone was he reticent the story of his relations with north wind i fancy he could not quite make up his mind what to think of them at all events it was some little time before he trusted me with this only then he told me everything if i could not regard it all in exactly the same light as he did i was while guiltless of the least pretense fully sympathetic and he was satisfied without demanding of me any theory of difficult points involved. I let him see plainly enough that whatever might be the explanation of the marvellous experience, I would have given much for a similar one myself. On an evening soon after the thunderstorm, in a late twilight, with a half-moon high in the heavens, I came upon Diamond in the act of climbing by his little ladder into the beech-tree. "'What are you always going up there for, Diamond?' I heard Nanny ask rather rudely, I thought. Sometimes for one thing, sometimes for another, Nanny, answered Diamond, looking skywards as he climbed. You'll break your neck some day, she said. I'm going up to look at the moon tonight, he added, without heeding her remark. You'll see the moon just as well down here, she returned. I don't think so. You'll be no nearer to her up there oh yes i shall i must be nearer her you know i wish i could dream as pretty dreams about her as you can annie you silly you never have done about that dream i never dreamed but that one and it was nonsense enough i'm sure it wasn't nonsense it was a beautiful dream and a funny one too both in one but what's the good of talking about it that way when you know it was only a dream dreams ain't true that one was true nanny you know it was didn't you come to grief for doing what you were told not to do and isn't that true i can't get any sense into him exclaimed nanny with an expression of mild despair do you really believe diamond that there's a house in the moon with a beautiful lady and a crooked old man and dusters in it if there isn't there's something better he answered and vanished in the leaves over our heads i went into the house where i visited often in the evenings when i came out there was a little wind blowing very pleasant after the heat of the day for although it was late summer now it was still hot the tree tops were swinging about in it i took my way past the beach and called up to see if diamond were still in his nest in its rocking head are you there diamond i said "'Yes, sir,' came his clear voice in reply. "'Isn't it growing too dark for you to get down safely?' "'Oh, no, sir, if I take time to it. I know my way so well, and never let go with one hand till I've got a good hold with the other.' "'Do be careful,' I insisted, foolishly, seeing the boy was as careful as he could be already. "'I'm coming,' he returned. "'I've got all the moon I want to-night.' i heard a rustling and a rustling drawing nearer and nearer three or four minutes elapsed and he appeared at length creeping down his little ladder i took him in my arms and set him on the ground thank you sir he said that's the north wind blowing isn't it sir i can't tell i answered it feels cool and kind and i think it may be but i couldn't be sure except it were stronger for a gentle wind might turn any way amongst the trunks of the trees i shall know when i get up to my own room said diamond i think i hear my mistress bell good-night sir he ran to the house and i went home his mistress had rung for him only to send him to bed for she was very careful over him and i dare say thought he was not looking well when he reached his own room he opened both his windows one of which looked to the north and the other to the east to find how the wind blew it blew right in at the northern window diamond was very glad for he thought perhaps north wind herself would come now a real north wind had never blown all the time since he left london but as she always came of herself and never when he was looking for her and indeed almost never when he was thinking of her he shut the east window and went to bed perhaps some of my readers may wonder that he could go to sleep with such an expectation and indeed if i had not known him i should have wondered at it myself but it was one of his peculiarities and seemed nothing strange in him he was so full of quietness that he could go to sleep almost any time if he only composed himself and let the sleep come this time he went fast asleep as usual but he woke in the dim blue night the moon had vanished he thought he heard a knocking at his door somebody wants me he said to himself and jumping out of bed ran to open it but there was no one there he closed it again and the noise still continuing found that another door in the room was rattling it belonged to a closet he thought but he had never been able to open it the wind blowing in at the window must be shaking it he would go and see if it was so the door now opened quite easily but to his surprise instead of a closet he found a long narrow room the moon which was sinking in the west shone in at the open window at the further end the room was low with a coved ceiling and occupied the whole top of the house immediately under the roof it was quite empty the yellow light of the half-moon streamed over the dark floor he was so delighted at the discovery of the strange desolate moonlit place close to his own snug little room that he began to dance and skip about the floor the wind came in through the door he had left open and blew about him as he danced and he kept turning towards it that it might blow in his face he kept picturing to himself the many places lovely and desolate the hillsides and farmyards and treetops and meadows over which it had blown on its way to the mound and as he danced he grew more and more delighted with the motion and the wind his feet grew stronger and his body lighter until at length it seemed as if he were borne up on the air and could almost fly so strong did his feeling become that at last he began to doubt whether he was not in one of those precious dreams he had so often had in which he floated about in the air at will but something made him look up and to his unspeakable delight he found his uplifted hands lying in those of north wind who was dancing with him round and round the long bare room her hair now falling to the floor now filling the arched ceiling her eyes shining on him like thinking stars and the sweetest of grand smiles playing breezily about her beautiful mouth she was as so often before of the height of a rather tall lady she did not stoop in order to dance with him but held his hands high in hers when he saw her he gave one spring and his arms were about her neck and her arms holding him to her bosom the same moment she swept with him through the open window in at which the moon was shining made a circuit like a bird about to alight and settled with him in his nest on top of the great beech tree there she placed him on her lap and began to hush him as if he were her own baby and diamond was so entirely happy that he did not care to speak a word at length however he found that he was going to sleep and that would be to lose so much that pleasant as it was he could not consent "'Please, dear Northwind,' he said, "'I'm so happy that I'm afraid it's a dream. "'How am I to know that it's not a dream?' "'What does it matter?' returned Northwind. "'I should cry,' said Diamond. "'But why should you cry? "'The dream, if it is a dream, is a pleasant one, is it not?' "'That's just why I want it to be true.' "'Have you forgotten what you said to Nanny about her dream?' "'It's not for the dream itself, I mean, it's not for the pleasure of it,' answered Diamond. "'For I have that, whether it be a dream or not. "'It's for you, Northwind. "'I can't bear to find it a dream, because I should lose you. "'You would be nobody then, and I could not bear that. "'You ain't a dream, are you, dear Northwind? "'Do say no, else I shall cry and come awake, and you'll be gone for ever. "'I daren't dream about you once again if you ain't anybody.' "'I'm either not a dream, or there's something better that's not a dream, Diamond,' said Northwind, in a rather sorrowful tone, he thought. "'But it's not something better. It's you I want, Northwind,' he persisted, already beginning to cry a little. She made no answer, but rose with him in her arms, and sailed away over the treetops till they came to a meadow where a flock of sheep was feeding.' do you remember what the song you were singing a week ago says about bo peep how she lost her sheep but got twice as many lambs asked north wind sitting down on the grass and placing him in her lap as before oh yes i do well enough answered diamond but i never just quite liked that rhyme why not child because it seems to say one's as good as another or two new ones are better than the one that's lost i've been thinking about it a great deal and it seems to me that although any one's sixpence is as good as any other sixpence not twenty lambs would do instead of one sheep whose face you knew somehow when once you've looked into anybody's eyes right deep down into them i mean nobody will do for that one any more nobody ever so beautiful or so good will make up for that one going out of sight so you see north wind i can't help being frightened to think that perhaps i am only dreaming and you are nowhere at all do tell me that you are my own real beautiful north wind again she rose and shot herself into the air as if uneasy because she could not answer him and diamond lay quiet in her arms waiting for what she would say he tried to see up into her face for he was dreadfully afraid she was not answering him because she could not say that she was not a dream. But she had let her hair fall over her face, so that he could not see it. This frightened him still more. Do speak, North Wind, he said at last. I never speak when I have nothing to say, she replied. Then I do think you must be a real North Wind, and no dream, said Diamond. But I am looking for something to say all the time but i don't want you to say what's hard to find if you were to say one word to comfort me that wasn't true then i should know you must be a dream for a great beautiful lady like you could never tell a lie but she mightn't know how to say what she had to say so that a little boy like you would understand it said north wind here let us get down again and i will try to tell you what i think you mustn't suppose i am able to answer all your questions though there are a great many things i don't understand more than you do she descended on a grassy hillock in the midst of a wild furzy common there was a rabbit warren underneath and some of the rabbits came out of their holes in the moonlight looking very sober and wise just like patriarchs standing in their tent doors and looking about them before going to bed when they saw north wind Instead of turning round and vanishing again with a thump of their heels, they cantered slowly up to her and snuffled all about her with their long upper lips, which moved every way at once. That was their way of kissing her, and as she talked to Diamond, she would every now and then stroke down their furry backs, or lift and play with their long ears. They would, Diamond thought, have leaped upon her lap, but that he was there already, i think said she after they had been sitting silent for a while that if i were only a dream you would not have been able to love me so you love me when you are not with me don't you indeed i do answered diamond stroking her hand i see i see how could i be able to love you as i do if you weren't there at all you know besides i couldn't be able to dream anything half so beautiful all out of my own head or if i did i couldn't love a fancy of my own like that could i i think not you might have loved me in a dream dreamily and forgotten me when you woke i dare say but not loved me like a real being as you love me even then i don't think you could dream anything that hadn't something real like it somewhere but you've seen me in many shapes diamond you remember i was a wolf once don't you oh yes A good wolf that frightened a naughty, drunken nurse. Well, suppose I were to turn ugly, would you rather I weren't a dream then? Yes, for I should know that you were beautiful inside all the same. You would love me, and I should love you all the same. I shouldn't like you to look ugly, you know, but I shouldn't believe it a bit. Not if you saw it. No, not if I saw it ever so plain there's my diamond i will tell you all i know about it then i don't think i am just what you fancy me to be i have to shape myself various ways to various people but the heart of me is true people call me by dreadful names and think they know all about me but they don't sometimes they call me bad fortune sometimes evil chance sometimes ruin and they have another name for me which they think the most dreadful of all what is that asked diamond smiling up in her face i won't tell you that name do you remember having to go through me to get into the country at my back? oh yes i do how cold you were north wind and so white all but your lovely eyes my heart grew like a lump of ice and then i forgot for a while you were very near knowing what they call me then Would you be afraid of me if you had to go through me again? No, why should I? Indeed, I should be glad enough, if it was only to get another peep of the country at your back. You've never seen it yet. Haven't I, North Wind? Oh, I'm sorry, I thought I had. What did I see then? Only a picture of it. The real country at my real back is ever so much more beautiful than that. You shall see it one day perhaps before very long do they sing songs there don't you remember the dream you had about the little boys set dug for the stars yes that i do i thought you must have had something to do with that dream it was so beautiful yes i gave you that dream oh thank you did you give nanny her dream too about the moon and the bees "'Yes, I was the lady that sat at the window of the moon.' "'Oh, thank you. I was almost sure you had something to do with that, too. And did you tell Mr. Raymond the story about the Princess Daylight?' "'I believe I had something to do with it. At all events, he thought about it one night when he couldn't sleep. But I want to ask you whether you remember the song the boy angel sang in that dream of yours.' "'No, I couldn't keep it, do what I would, and I did try. "'That was my fault. "'How could that be, North Wind? "'Because I didn't know it properly myself, and so I couldn't teach it to you. "'I could only make a rough guess at something like what it would be, "'and so I wasn't able to make you dream it hard enough to remember it. "'Nor would I have done so if I could, for it was not correct. "'I made you dream pictures of it, though.' "'but you will hear the very song itself when you do get to the back of—' "'My own dear North Wind,' said Diamond, finishing the sentence for her and kissing the arm that held him leaning against her. "'And now we've settled all this, for the time at least,' said North Wind. "'But I can't feel quite sure yet,' said Diamond. "'You must wait a while for that.' meantime you may be hopeful and content not to be quite sure come now i will take you home again for it won't do to tire you too much oh no no i'm not the least tired pleaded diamond it is better though very well if you wish it yielded diamond with a sigh you are a dear good boy said north wind i will come for you again to-morrow night and take you out for a longer time we shall make a little journey together in fact we shall start earlier and as the moon will be later we shall have a little moonlight all the way she rose and swept over the meadow and the trees in a few moments the mound appeared below them she sank a little and floated in at the window of diamond's room there she laid him on his bed covered him over and in a moment he was lapped in a dreamless sleep End of chapter 36 Recording by Marisol Cui